everyone. Welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we're watching the entire Fast and Furious series a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, uh, Zach Bassetta, and eating chips, I believe, is... Eating chips? What are you eating over there? Who's, uh, who are you asking? I'm asking you. Oh, it's oh. like you're opening up a bag of, of some sort of snack. I was just curious. No, that's weird. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting on my couch. Oh, you know what I think it is? We're getting into some behind the scenes stuff here. I think it's your beard on your microphone. Are you kidding me? Really? I think so. Anyway, this is my, getting... my, my abject masculinity is getting in the way of the show. Can you yeah, hear me better now? Speaking of beards, beards, you can't see, or can you see Anthony's mountain man? Uh, he's, he's growing quite the uh, the facial uh, hair over there. Yeah, but see, he's got he's got a better mic, so uh, so his beard doesn't get in the way. I it is true, I've not shaved my beard in several weeks. It's getting very long, so if it continues scraping, let me know, and I'll uh, I'll pop the headphones off. Say hello, Anthony. Vroom vroom, bitches. So when you did your whole opening spiel, it sounded like you said "fap and furious." <laughs> Keep it in there. I'm not. I'm over here alone. And it Keep made it me there. laugh. Keep it in there, guys. Fap and furious. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our spinoff of the porn versions <laughs> of the Fast and the Furious. Franchise. I wonder if there is a porn version of the Fast and Furious with, with that's Bone gonna... Diesel, Paul <laughs> Cocker, undoubtedly. Fap and Furious is going on a t-shirt at some point, definitely. <laughs> I have not uh, done the research on the Fast and Furious porn, but I'm sure it does exist in some form. There has to be. I'm looking there it up right now, gentlemen. Doing doing the Lord's work, Anthony. I am doing the Lord's work. If Anthony suddenly goes quiet, it's because he's gotten really into that instead of the show he's supposed to be watching. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to watch this for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> well, while he's doing that, Vito, uh, overall, do you enjoy this uh, this section? Dude, I loved this section. I think I, I said it last time or the time before that uh, the last part was my favorite part so far. But this, I think this this 15 minutes is pretty amazing. There's so much just to unpack in that two yeah. minutes where Dom is talking to Owen Shaw, that uh, that we could do a whole episode about it. I, totally, and I feel like this that we this uh, the sixth movie continues to be my favorite one so far. You know, uh, it just it seems to be hitting all the the, the stuff, all the good stuff. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, is, yes, yep. oh, no. we have several oh, porn God. parodies. We oh, have. Lord. The Fuck in the Furious, which you can watch in full at Pornhub. Okay. And we have This Ain't Fast and the Furious Triple X. This is a parody from eh. 2014. Who's in it? Oh, gosh. Um, it, it, Xander Corvus. Um, I, I just... Okay. Yeah, Xander Corvus. Um, Ryan Ryan's... Misha Brooks, Sasha Hart, Cassandra Cruz. Uh, this Courtney, sounds like a great pro wrestling card. Yeah, Courtney Shea. Yeah, I was going to say. Will Powers. This also sounds like it could have been a gay porn for a moment there. Xander Corvez. Yeah, Carlo Carrera and Amy Black. Well, I'll have to check no, out Amy Black It's never later a good on. sign that a, that a porno film has more men in it than women when they're listed for the credits. Could, could be a gangbang, just saying. Uh... Well, I'm glad that like, that, uh, like the end of seven. 
No, I'm just kidding. So I'm going to yeah. save this for later, guys. Just hold <laughs> on. going to bookmark that shit. <clears throat> get, get all the, the facts down, all the links. Yep. You, you know this is being recorded, right, Anthony? And legend has it, it no fucks were given. <laughs> I was going to say, the rest of us are going to look it up in secret and watch it after we record. Well, Vito, you, you brought up the, the big opening here to this 15 minutes, which is a ton to go through, but, but in a good way. Uh, Letty's driven off, and Owen's shown up to confront Dom. Uh, perhaps he's there to report back to everyone else who won the race. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure why he's appeared. But he says, a street kid starts out stealing DVD players in East L.A., ends up heisting $100 million in Rio. So obviously he saw the first movie and the, the fifth. Yes. Well, we know that he probably went with Braga because they were buddies. Yeah, probably yes. pirated the movie. Uh, yeah, those bastards. And I love the fact that they keep insisting that it was DVD players when we yeah. all know yeah. that in those shots it was VHS. Yes, that research I did do. Um, Owen says it's a good story and he's almost inspired by it. Don't you love, though, how, 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 how Dom goes, not bad, huh? Like his little yeah. kid grin is great. Not bad, huh? Yeah, his facial expressions throughout are, are pretty solid. Um, while he's just, and and uh, Justin Lin in the commentary was going into how he had to really like sit down with Vin Diesel and explain to him. And I don't think he meant it like in a dumb way, but the importance of, you know, just listening and being vulnerable and letting Owen kind of have the upper hand here in a way. Whereas it seemed like he kind of wanted, you know, uh, he even mentioned it's not the word count. So and he explained was- acting to Vin Diesel. <laughs> Well, not quite, but but he mentioned like the word count and it made me think of the punch count. And it's like, wait a minute. Did Vin actually say, hey, he's got more lines than I do? Okay, it's, it's Vin. you strange because – go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. Okay, Vin. You have to react to what the other actor is saying. Mm-hmm. Got this it. Is, it, it is it, – this is very funny because I did – I did at the end of this scene put it into my notes that Vin is completely still here. That gives him a really great on-screen presence. You know, aside from the muscles that are required to move his lips and face, he literally does not move a muscle during yeah. the entire sequence. If you if you look at the beginning of the of the scene and the end of the scene, he's standing there with his arms hanging by his side, and he only moves his face. And it's weird because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, whatever Justin Lin did worked because. He's very good in this scene. Totally. But I mean, you know, just I, I, as a behind the scenes little tidbit thing, like the very first acting gig I ever did, I was a stand in on the movie Ali uh, back mm-hmm. in Chicago. And I watched how Michael Mann worked with individual actors and some he would sit down like Ted Levine. He sat down and he would like whisper in his ear and they would they were like really quiet and they'd sit in the corner. Then he'd go over and talk to one guy in front of everybody. And then for like Will Smith. He would literally like have to scream, all right, man, get yourself and whatever. And they'd get into this huge like, ah, and then he'd be like action and he would act. So each mm-hmm. actor needs to be handled differently. And I think Vin Diesel is one of those guys. He probably has a lot of strong ideas for what he wants to do. Maybe some of them aren't going to work. But, you know, Justin Lin basically, I don't think he had to explain to him acting. I think he had to, he just had to say, look, the importance here is that you are not the main you know what I mean? Like your lack of Tom isn't the focus of the scene. Yeah, because because the more emotional you get, the more that he's going to get through to you, and so he has to convey 
that he's getting through, even though he's trying not to convey that he's getting through. It's actually a pretty complex bit of acting. Totally. And um, Owen basically says he doesn't understand why Dom isn't just relaxing on a beach somewhere with Alina, or as he calls her, that cute little Brazilian number. Why isn't he hanging out with the cute Brazilian girl? Well, because Owen says... Because uh, she's well, the side piece. She's well, the side piece, dude, no, as soon as he finds out. No, he's the weak, she's the weak spot. But he also finds out that Letty's alive. That's why he's not hanging out. He was hanging out That's on a saying. beach. Well, yeah, yeah. Owen says Dom is working with a two-bit government hack like Hobbs, and I liked I liked that line. But Owen's kind of funny because he sort of is, even though the movie tries to make him look like he isn't. Totally. Uh, yeah, and Owen says he's figured out Dom's weak spot. Uh, he says that he, when he was younger, his brother always used to tell him every man has to have a code. Owen's code is precision. He says that a team's nothing but pieces. You switch them out until you get the job done. And I like it because that's exactly the opposite of Dom's code. Well, I want to bring up the uh, the whole loyalty thing that that Shaw says. Um, so basically, Dom's loyalty is is his weakness, mm-hmm. and they say like he says that it could be exploited. That's what they do in Fate of the Furious, right? Like you know, because mm-hmm. that's the one I've seen. Uh, is that? clever foreshadowing or is that blind dumb luck on the screenwriter's part i think it's maybe a little of both i mean justin lynn actually did go into uh that a bit on commentary just about like people ask him you know you set this up in tokyo drift how long back did you really know what you were going to do and he basically said that he knew all the broad strokes you know like the specifics he didn't really figure out until he got to the movie so something like that i think maybe in the back of his head, they had some idea that like, you know, you got the the brother and then there's someone that was kind of manipulating the both of them. But I think it's just kind of a theme that they like to have throughout the series too. Well, it is, it is interesting too, because, uh, you know, Vin does say we all got a weak spot and, you know, I kept thinking, you know, that Dom is looking for it or he's already found it. He's way too calm at this point, not to, not that to have at least point. discovered some kind of weakness. Calm. Yeah, so he, um, I do, I do think again, it's a really fascinating juxtaposition of these two characters. How Owen Shaw, and it, it also kind of explains probably maybe why Owen Shaw is not as as men, or isn't mentioned really in Hobbs and Shaw. You know what I mean? Is like because he seems very cold and distant. He's he's the kind of guy. He probably doesn't go to a lot of family reunions, you know what I mean? Because he looks at Hobbs and Shaw that easy a pass, but <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. But yeah, but it sure. is it is interesting because again they set these guys up as as most brilliant you know hero and villain combinations are as the exact mm-hmm. opposites of one another. They're equally strong, but in different ways, and that's why they mm-hmm. can't stand each other. They're they're inevitably going to have to clash because right. they are opposed diametrically to one another it's pretty cool another another line that i like though when says when uh dom is loyal to a fault uh he says that's great on the holidays but it makes you predictable i like yeah uh, I, I like, like though that uh i like though that vin says at least well i keep calling him vin when dom says <laughs> at least when i go i'll know what it's for right and i just i yeah. love that owen challenging all of dom's you know beliefs yeah uh, but, but Dom is steadfast. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's the cool thing is he's he's completely true to his code, 
throughout the movie, and that ends up being obviously his strength. But that's you know what also I mean? what makes Owen so great is that he also believes that he's right, you know, I guess, <laughs> to a degree. Well, it's worked. It's worked for him so far. So exactly. why does he have any reason to believe it? You right. know, otherwise. How do you feel, Anthony? Are you a, a, siding with Luke Evans on this one? No, I'm I'm siding with Vito on it. They both are kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. There's advantages and disadvantages of of you know being so loyal that you'll be willing to do anything for somebody, and also emotionally detached from people enough to where you know they're almost expendable. Yeah, for sure. And it is interesting. The more we talk about it, like how really like they're not that much different. I mean, it's like 5% of Dom's good guy is like just that 5% of Owen's bad guy and any difference the other way. You know what I'm saying? It's just very, very, very close. I'm still rooting for, for Shaw because I love Luke Evans. He is damn massive man crush on him. Good in this movie. He's damned good. That's allowed. They, they bond a bit here over each having a code. Owen says most men don't have a code, and that's why he's going to give Dom a chance and let him and his team walk away. He says it's the only way that Dom is going to keep his family safe. And I always think it's a it's a, a sign that you're getting to the bad guy when he's willing to let you just walk away, you know? Well, you know, it is it's it's it, I, the more I think about that, it's it's very interesting because again, it adds a little bit of complexity to that character. He normally, he's the kind of guy, like it's like Jules in Pulp Fiction, where it's like, normally I'd pop a cap in your ass. It's something I always say right before I kill a man. But he's like, I'm, I'm having a change of heart. In this case, he literally would have killed Dom had Dom not been a man with a code. He, he's someone who, want, who would rather see someone with a code walking the earth than someone who doesn't. So he's sparing his life for like a weirdly noble reason. But I, I also think he sees him as a genuine threat, maybe to not to the point that he's willing to convince himself that, you know, he should probably kill him right now. But, you know, it's like I'm giving you the easy way out because if I don't, you might be more trouble than I'm willing to put up with right now. Right. You know, right. Mm-hmm. So Dom asks Owen if his brother ever told him to never threaten a man's family because it's a pretty stupid thing to do. Dom says he walks away when Letty walks away. And with that, Owen says, it seems this inspiring tale has come to an end. Dom looks down to see a red sniper dot on his chest. And Owen has got a sniper dot too. So they got like a little Mexican standoff going here. They've both got snipers on each other. Don't work on Dom, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, that's true. That's true. They they go through the muscle and out the other side. Yeah. The um it's it's really funny because uh, I did like the timing of that how how the the you know the the sniper rifle goes on to Dom first. He's like if that's the way it has to go like he is ready to die. And you know what's interesting is when when the other, you know, sniper dot hits Owen, he isn't willing to die. That that this I I think the scene is one of the best written that we've seen in a long time, just because of the, there's a lot of real subtle stuff in there mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? If you watch it a couple of times, you're like, wow, that's a lot deeper than these two men just meeting. But I, I like the fact cause Dom is like, shoot me. If you fucking got to man, I'll do it. I'll, I'll die. I'll take the bullet. And Owen's like, well, better get going. I guess we're, 
bye. You know, he's mm. not willing to die. So his code is flawed. I, I have questions about this scene. Mm-hmm. So it's it's later, like within seconds, revealed that uh, Hobbs is the one pointing a gun at at uh, Owen. At, yeah, at Owen. Why didn't he just take the shot? Like, I Dom, was wondering that myself. Dom means nothing to him. Like, there's your bad guy. Like, the entire movie is is based around you know like stopping this person, and like yeah, you can argue like you know oh like you know somebody will take his plan and and go ahead and do it, but. He's the mastermind. True. Like, putting a bullet in him at the expense of Dom, who, you know, is a criminal. Yep. Like I, I was thinking the same thing. And he can go back to the crew and just be like, you know, well, you know, I tried to save him, but, you know, Dom got shot. He's dead. Yeah, he's like, Dom is dead and you're all going to jail. Yeah. Why not do the that? End. Like, that... They, well, they haven't maybe- established, like, they, they do it kind of in the next scene... But they mm-hmm. haven't established like camaraderie between Hobbs and and Dom. Dom. Like, there's no. I mean, it's it's up until this point, like Hobbs is just using Dom as a tool. Like, but didn't we kind of get that at the end of five? You know, where he kind of yeah about amount. It amounted to respect. Mm-hmm. But not like, you know, we're brothers, like, I'm going to, you know, put you ahead of the mission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it just... That's a solid point. That wasn't earned. It's it's because Hobbes also has a code. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I know. It I hasn't know. been I'm established. Grasping. I'm grasping at straws. Well, I was also going to say, I mean, like, it's not in the movie explicitly, so it's kind of cheating a bit, but maybe Hobbes knows that they're is a level above Owen and we aren't really privy to that yet. I know it's a stretch. You know what I'm saying? I'm if not he, buying it, Zach. Just just put it out there. Just I'm put not it out buying there. it. Well, at any rate, uh, Dom tells Owen he'll see him around. Owen, Owen fucks off. Uh, Hobbs radios into Riley and tells her to have Tej track Owen. He goes down to meet Dom and asks him if he'd known what would have happened if Hobbs hadn't put that tracker in Dom's car. Dom pulls out a little tracker and says, this one? So did at what point did Dom take the tracker out, and how was Hobbs able to track Dom after he took the tracker out, and why'd they have to bring up the tracker at all? It's all nonsense, which, <laughs> you know, is, is no, the- nonsense. <laughs> no, this 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 does make sense actually because okay. because he I I don't think that Dom knew that Hobbs was going to yeah obviously show up with a sniper rifle and save his ass but I think he took the tracker off the car and kept it on his person so that because I mean you know removing a tracker Ooh. doesn't turn it off you know what I mean it, you have to, you we we've all seen movies you have to crush it so like he took it off of the car and walked with it. So that Hobbs was able to pinpoint his location. So it was more like Hobbs saying, "Like, haha, I had that tracker on you, and you didn't know about it." But Dom was like, "Yeah, I knew about it, and I let you follow me anyway." Yeah, exactly, gotcha. exactly. That was, I think, it was Dom's. This is this is one of those like highly risky things you see in a movie where you're like, you know, like at the end of the Matrix, where you know the architect says to the to the uh, the Oracle, he's like, "How did you know it was going to work?" And she's like, "I didn't, but I had faith." I think I think Dom showed up, 
accepting that he may die right now and you know he's gonna he he might die that's what it takes and to that, get letty back yeah exactly well yeah as in heaven apparently <laughs> but um but you know he kind of had that that expectation or that belief that hobbs is good enough that he would show up because because remember when the laser light goes on to owen he's like two-bit you know agent huh so mm-hmm. he he basically that kind of shows that he was expecting Hobbs to show up. He didn't know he would, but he hoped he would. You know what I mean? And it worked out. Totally. Totally makes yeah. sense. Hobbs says that this just got him one step closer to Owen Shaw. I'm not sure how. Um, Hobbs tells Dom that he hopes he's closer to what he wants to. I don't see how – I mean, this was a good scene for Dom, but I don't see how Hobbs got anything out of Hob, uh, Shaw and Owen or Dom talking. Yeah, just got a weird line. I thought this whole bit was like Hobbs and Dom just bromancing. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, they they fucked after. If they did, (laughs) oh no. If there was more bromancing going on before the whole you know sniper scene, I could believe, you know, why Mm -hmm. Hobbs didn't take the shot. But this kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, now they're friends. I agree. I mean, it's I now that you brought it up, I do question why he didn't shoot him, but it didn't occur to me until you mentioned it. Um, well, back in the states, Brian is being driven back to the airport by Stasiak. Planet Stasiak. That's right. With his, uh, you know, the tape on his nose, broken nose. <laughs> Stasiak tells Brian that he hopes this was all worth it, and Brian says, "More than you'll ever know." And sh- you know, uh, huh? I I love. I, I actually really love this character. Even after he had his nose broken twice by Brian, right. he's still he's still at heart like a decent guy. You remember in the fourth film, he was all he was all business. He was the one who was right the entire time. Right. Um, he's still gotten fucked over by Brian, but he's like, you know what? Inside, he kind of knows that Brian is doing the right thing. He so fucking drops him off at the airport for Christ's sake. Every Holy once in a while, every once in a while, I like to drop some uh, cool kid internet lingo. <laughs> Stasiak is what the kids call a beta male cuck. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's a, he's a. <laughs> you do realize that that beta male cuck is more of a like right alt right wing thing than than a, a thing that the kids say, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, right, it's kind right of it's kind here. of like a a very right wing. So basically, well, that shows um, my ignorance. Con- considering that the three of us on the show, I I would feel are fairly liberal human beings, we would be considered considered beta soy boy beta male cucks to certain right wing people that I'm trying not to piss off right now if they're listening. So we cut to Owen's bad guy hideout. <laughs> Segway. Letty brought to you by Zach Vicetta. Cut sniping in there. Uh, Letty is alone. She's going over the files about Dom and his team. She's also gripping onto that silver cross necklace for dear life. Can't let that go. No, how else is she going to stop the vampires? That's <laughs> true. And they're that's right. They're only out at night. Um, and she's staring at that picture from the first movie when Owen walks in. He tells her that her silver cross necklace is pretty and asks to see it. He asks her then uh, that when he tells her to take out Toretto, what will her first thought be? 
Well, you know, you know what's interesting here is when he says pretty, he's talking about the necklace, but he's really talking about Letty. And 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 what's interesting is that he talks about Dom's weakness mm-hmm. being family, but twice now in this movie, he has confronted Letty on a solo basis yep. and somewhat shown his concern for her. So in a weird way, we're seeing his weakness, even though he just said in the scene previous that he doesn't have one. Well, exactly. Letty is both of their weakness in a way. Exactly. That's the interesting thing, is they're both in love with the same woman. Well, not and that just kind of strengthens that animosity. He's a weak part in his team. Like, he might have feelings with, with her. I'm not negating that. But she's the weak partner in, in his team that she could be compromised by Dom. And I think he kind of is trying to nurture that a little bit to make sure that she doesn't break. But oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I like that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and so instead of answering Owen, uh, she just looks him. She asks him to look her in the eye and tell her what he sees. Owen doesn't answer either. He just kind of smirks and holds the necklace back out to her. Okay. He tells her to keep it. He was looking in her eyes. Like, I watched this scene twice. He was looking straight in her eyes, and she asks him to look into her eyes. This After bothered me. <laughs> it it would have made more sense if, like, maybe, like, you know, he was doing the creepy bad guy thing and, like, you know, kind of staring at her boobs. And then, okay. like, you know, she was like... Yeah, and this she was like... This ain't the triple X version, Anthony. <laughs> Uh, we should be watching that. Maybe we'll do an episode. We'll, we'll um, end up reviewing it, you know, for for completion purposes of the exactly. show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, there'll it, be completion, all right, but, but not in the way the fans want. But, oh boy! <laughs> but at least that would have made sense. Like you're mm-hmm. asking somebody to look into your eyes when they're already looking into your eyes. It drove me crazy. Like, well, you know what I was also thinking at this point? Why did they give her her original name? She wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. The only reason she knows her name is Letty is because Owen fucking told her. Yeah. They could have just told what her. Was she, what was she going with before that? Gwendolyn? Like, well, that is think, true. Like, what were they calling her? I think that she was just undercover Letty. I mean, like, she was on Braga's Undercover Letty, <laughs> midnight 17. But they could have just given her a different name, and then, eh, I don't know. I mean, they still would have found her, I'm sure, but it would have seemed like a better idea. Like Maybe she has, like, the ready. same disease that he had in Memento, where she can remember her name, but somehow nothing else. Right. My name is Letty. What else? I don't know. Exactly. For the sake of story purposes, she knows what she knows, and she doesn't know what she doesn't know. Exactly. So that's that's plot convenience, plot convenience, plot convenience always. Come on. Look, how many times in a in a movie or a television show do they use amnesia as a plot device? Now, be honest. How many people with amnesia have any of you ever met? Well, none. Exactly. So you can do whatever the fuck you want with amnesia. I guess that's what I'm kind of saying. Exactly. Um. So Letty gives Owen the the necklace, and uh, Owen just kind of tosses it unceremoniously onto the table. So fuck them. He ain't got no time for religion. <laughs> or Dom's necklaces. Uh, maybe in- maybe hmm? the the tossing of the necklace was like a. I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking too much into it, and you know, implementing my my head cannon. Mm-hmm. But uh, Luke Evans played Dracula. 
in uh, okay Dracula what was it Dracula Untold yep maybe it was a reference I don't know no it wasn't I think you're grasping <laughs> I think you're grasping at those illegal California straws it's <laughs> it is now my head canon that uh, Dracula and Shaw are the same they're related yeah, no no they're the same they're person the same person by the yeah. way Anthony, I say this with all due respect, but your headcanon is starting to veer dangerously into really bad fan fiction. <laughs> I'm already riding it, man. <laughs> already riding it. Then again, we did mention vampires earlier, so maybe there's something. By the way, uh, I've heard rumor that Transformers versus uh, fan- Fast and the Furious may actually be something that's being worked on in the future, but I'll mention that later. After we, I, I I just want to throw that in there for weird crossover potential stuff. Let me, but, go, uh, let me go vomit real quick. I've heard this from someone who works in the industry who's very reliable, which is very strange. Well, but, they're owned yeah. by different studios, and so are Spider Man and uh, yeah. And look how that turned out. Thanks for opening that wound, Vito. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Bye, Tom Holland. You were awesome. Well, okay. we're we're back at the good guy hideout. Tej tells Hobbs and Riley that he was only able to track Owen so far because he seems to know all the city's blind spots, and they can only place him within a half-mile radius. He says they might be able to narrow it down if they cross-reference some other data, but uh, Riley just jumps in and says, it's that one here. This one's got Owen written all over it. Um, I just want to mention, at this point, Justin Lin says that everything from this moment to the take sequence is boring bullshit. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So everything here, he felt like it was just the, the MacGuffin taking over, and it was just kind of shuffling the pieces around to get the characters where they needed to be for the, the climax. But just kind of made me laugh. That's that's the first thing they teach you in screenwriting classes, is if it's not really that important, cut it. They could have found a different way to do it. Well, but what they have here is Riley kind of nudging them along. And I I felt like, and maybe this was just me because I don't think it's really capitalized on later, but so when Riley says that this building has Owen written all over it, it's got vantage points and multiple exits and all this, Hobbs seems to give her this look of suspicion. Like how he did. He did. That was a hundred that was a hundred percent correct. I didn't notice that cutaway. Yes. Exactly. And 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 The more I, if if they had kept Hobbs, like this is perfect Hobbs, like everything with him. I, and I know I get kind of uh, down on him later on, but just everything. I just think he's done really, really well in, in this movie. Up until the line he's about to say to Riley. Shall I read it? Yes. He says, he says, with that ass and brains, woman, you keep that up. I'm going to be out of a job. And I was no, like, no, 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 you, no. Keep, you keep that sexual harassment. Up, no, 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 no. He says bad ass and brains. No, I watched it with the English subtitles on. So did he I. Says, he says on mine, I swear to God, I will send you it. I will say, he says, do. he says with that ass and brains, woman, you oh. keep that up. I'm going to be out of a job. That is what my subtitles wow. are. From the home video version, I have the downloaded version uh, on movies.com uh, mm-hmm. from the DVDs themselves, or from the Blu-rays. It's the code that you gave me. He says, with that ass and brains, woman, you keep that up, I'm going to be out wow. of a job. Or we have a half-deaf translator who's out of a job. 
some guy. Really interesting. Yeah, because I was like, bro, you keep up that sexual harassment, you're going to be out of a job. You know Um, what I mean? Vito, are you watching the the director's cut or the extended cut or uh, theatrical? Yeah, the director's cut. It's the extended cut. Okay. I did not pick up on that line. Maybe I just wasn't uh, paying close enough attention. Or it's not in the theatrical. Could be. That could be. Because this is is very interesting. I feel like I would have noticed that. Yeah, totally. And I have subtitles on too. And okay, so uh, I don't have subtitles on, but here's the weird thing for me because okay, since we we got criticized once by somebody who said, "Hey, you know, you guys misquote the movies all the time," so I pause it and transcribe what is on the screen. Interesting. So that's that's what I transcribed was with that acid. So. That's interesting that there are different versions of this. I wonder what it... Because these movies are on uh, Netflix now. I wonder what it's like if you watch them on Netflix. Hey, this is interesting. So for the fans of you out there listening, um, write in and tell us what the subtitles say on your screen. I want to see how different it is for who you are and where you are and what you're reading. I think that'd be very... Because I swear to God, it said, with that ass and brains. You keep that up, I'm going to be out of a job. That's a terrible line. It's pretty. It's pretty horrific, especially considering nowadays. But you know, that what? would have gotten him fired. There, there's been plenty of times I've been watching TV or, or something, and I often watch with subtitles. And you can tell that the, whoever did the subtitles was just listening and heard. Because I mean, I'm sure they're rushing through a lot of this stuff. They probably got a lot to get through, but they hear it one way and they write it down, and it's not quite what was actually said. So who you, knows? You are correct. Yeah, because I know a guy who does translations actually for net or what do you what would you call it he does the subtitling basically for netflix and they'll get like a 15 episode you know run and they have to release it soon he has Mm -hmm. to go through it he has like three days to watch all the episodes and do all the transcription and turn it in get it approved and you know so they are rushing through that stuff but this is a home video release so Mm -hmm. i mean they should have had a little i don't know i it's really funny that we got something different out of it though yeah and Hobbs says, let's go nail that son of a bitch, which is actually the line I thought you were talking about. <laughs> he says, he says, some bitch. Of course, that's going yeah, to he, keeps, he keeps saying some bitch like he's a fucking corn fed Okie yeah. instead of a Samoan fucking. Oh, he's got a lot of these like fucking phrases that are really stone cold Steve Austin lines. Let's go get this. But that's fine. So Hobbs and Riley go to infiltrate Owen's suspected hiding spot. They sneak in, just the two of them, by the way. Interesting. And they well, find if you think out- about it, who else is who else is with them? I mean, the rest of the team really aren't military other than Giselle. You know what I mean? So who who would they have taken in there? Just other DDS agents, you know? But I guess yeah, that's a yeah. fit for the story. Because Riley knows that the, the place has been abandoned. Hobbs notices something on the floor of the warehouse. So I guess she she was banking on she knew that Hobbs would notice this substance on the ground, I guess. Yep, I was thinking I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Right? Because for what other reason would she tell them about this hideout? You know? Well, you know what was weird was his line when he does start scraping the uh the paint. I felt that they went a little too far with it, like hit you over the head because he goes, There's all there's never nothing. He starts right. scraping, and then he goes, there's always something. And you're like, we get it. There's yeah. never nothing. That that implies there's, you know, you didn't have to say the second part. You so, know, but it's like, maybe there's somebody in the audience who's like, what does he mean? They had a line quoted to Phil. 
Yes. I'm sure, yeah. I need one. I need a line per scene. I need. Wow. I have one more line in the scene, guys. And Riley's just watching, and I, I have to note that her boobs are just stuffed uncomfortably tight into her flat jacket. They're hitting her in the chin. I love Gina Carano. She should have been the new Terminator. It plays uh, strengths. You're going to get plenty of her in The Mandalorian coming soon to Disney Plus. Awesome. Yeah, she's one of the one of the co leads, I believe. Very cool. Yeah. It also and um, well, I was just I put down in my notes like why does does Riley give away this hideout? I guess you know so Hobbs can find the special clue because uh, Owen and his team are elsewhere. It looks to be like some sort of military base by the ocean, and uh, Jaw and Letty are there as well. And Jaw goes up to the roof where Owen is looking out at the, a different uh, base with some binoculars or something. And Ja tells him that everyone is in position and everything is moving according to plan. You notice there's an awful lot of abandoned fucking warehouses in this in, in oh, England here or wherever it is they're at now. In the entire series of, of films, there's yeah. always warehouses. <laughs> yeah. Awful lot of prime real estate going to waste. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Oceanside uh, bases at that. True, and Owen yes. says to send him in. Who he's referring to, we're not really told. At the good guy hideout, Tej's phone rings. He has Hobbs listed as Samoan Thor. Uh, so this may be the first explicit mention of Hobbs being Samoan, other than just visual evidence. Well, you know you know what is interesting is that that's the third time in the movie that they've talked to him about a member of the Avengers. They called him the Hulk earlier and Captain mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. and now he's Samoan Thor. Oh, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because right. Elsa... Elsa Pataki uh, is married to Thor's. We the real out. Thor. That's right. But it's almost it's a, it's the Rock going. Hey, Marvel, DC, cast me as a superhero, please. Well, actually, Justin Lin said it was the rule of threes, and that he had to be referred to three separate times as a Marvel superhero. So, what well, they throw a DC character in there? Justin Lin, I guess. It's because I mean, like it. I, he, he mentioned he called it the rule of threes, and I mean, like it is three mentions. Eh, I mean, a little loose, I guess. Yeah, I forgot the Hulk reference. I just remembered Captain America and Thor. I remember the Hulk, but also the Hulk is just kind of a. I mean, it's a word you would use even without referencing the Marvel superhero. You know, yeah, it, it just felt forced. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So Tej tells Hobbs that the paint he got from Shaw's place was, surprise, surprise, highly specialized. It's anti-thermal, low, o, low IR coating. You can't military. buy it at Home Depot. That's right. There's only one place in Spain that sells the- I love, I love that idea, too. But, but here's the thing, though, guys. And, and again, not to keep you know, poo-pooing your like, hey, this is lazy writing. It's all part of, of Owen's plan. Exactly. Because it leads them to where they need to go to where he need, you know, to what he needs to do in the next scene. Because it's a perfect just juxtaposition of Fast Five where where that Fast Five is entirely Dom's plan. It's all according to plan by Dom. In this one, everything is going according to Shaw's plan. So another great example of the paralleling those two characters. Yeah, uh, exactly. Somehow, Tej has a list of bases that use that exact paint type in those specific colors. So that is no one is no one monitoring this. Is he not being like followed by the government at this point? 
for like hacking into oh, all this with the special shit. Oh, the, yeah, I guess that's true. But they're, I mean, on, they're on the same side at this point. Yeah, I guess. And Hobbs tells Tej to cross-reference that with Owen's military targets because he guarantees one of those will be a match. And guarantee was kind of a Stone Cold Steve Austin line. Just throwing that out there. Tej is well, you, know, you know what's very interesting is that he seems to be doing this, and now that they're replacing him with John Cena, it's like they're trying to... I don't know. There's a really weird wrestling rivalry thing going on behind the scenes here i think but we don't know what it is or maybe you guys do because you're pros uh i mean i don't know that there's a rivalry between those two guys i think it's just like john cena is the only other wrestling superstar aside from steve austin who has that level of stardom to kind of break into the mainstream movie scene and steve austin just didn't care to do it but yeah i mean what about rick flair huh you don't think he's a star at 75, wouldn't he be great in these movies? Yeah, well, it might be a stretch. <laughs> might be a stretch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that with the right choices, John Cena could surpass The Rock. I mean, I don't know. It's not like He's, John Cena is known for his acting ability, but neither is exactly. The Rock. So we'll see. Yeah, this, this has the makings of either something great or terrible, but nothing in between. I would be very interested to see what they do with John Cena in Fast 9 or Furious 9 or Fast and Furious 9 or a Stitch in 9 saves Fast and Furious. I don't know. I, st- I still think it's going to be Fast 9 your seatbelts. No, no, no. You got I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm obviously not being serious. Jesus. Hey, you never you never know. They'll they're they're all they got all kinds of wacky titles these days. Um I also wanted to point out that Tej's computer says cross-referencing on it. So you know it's working. Yeah. Computers always act in a weird way on uh, in movies. You know, they always make sounds when things are moving. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, normally you'd be like, it's going to take half an hour to search this whole database. It's like, boop, boop, boop. It's got government David database shit going on, yeah. like you said. Like, yeah. bingo. It's a NATO base in Spain. And I just, like, couldn't help but think those night classes that Tej took – were the best idea of his life. Yeah, Suki did him a favor by divorcing his ass. She made him a superhuman almost. Exactly. Took away all yeah. those, those auto garages and forced him to go to night school. Right. But Anthony does Now he's amazing. It never happened. It was just a fever dream. The Dom is the smartest guy in the room, and he points out that that means Shaw is in a different country because Spain and England are different countries. <laughs> and I'm well, sure there are people. I'm sure there are people in the audience who are like, "Wait a minute, it's both Europe, different, but it's all on the same planet, isn't it?" And then, and then Dom says that that means Shaw has an eight-hour lead on him. I'm not sure that's how time zones work. I mean, it's still the same time relatively. <laughs> he doesn't really have eight hours jump start. Well, I mean, I think I think they're implying that he left eight hours ago. Eight uh, hours. He he had left eight hours ahead of them, so he has an eight-hour. You know, they're not saying that Spain's eight hours ahead of us, right? You the, know what I mean? They're not they're not saying that right now he is in Spain. It's eight hours ahead of us, and therefore we can't catch up to him. They're just saying <laughs> he left eight hours ago, and they still have to travel, and and they still have to get packed up and fly, right? Exactly. Well, Hobbs, he, Hobbs and Riley are on uh, 
walkie-talkie or whatever, and he says that they're going to go lock down this base personally, but he'll arrange for transportation for Dom and his vehicles. So that was nice of him. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, oh, we get a very brief clip, and as you're just watching it, this scene kind of seems like it's out of nowhere because it's just a clip of some random soldier being allowed into the base, the NATO base. And you kind of have to pick up some information later to find out that this is uh, the the guy that Owen was talking about sending in. So there's yeah, it's I, you know it was it was fairly obvious to me. You know, the guy looks suspicious. Like you always sure. I, again, you always have those things in a movie where you're like in real life. If a person, you always have a person who says, "You didn't know anything about this, did you?" And the other person's face flashes that moment of like, "Oh shit, they know," and then they brush it off. Like in real life, you'd see that and go, "You did know," but well, in a why movie, not make it a character we've seen before? Why not just make it one of Owen's? I think guys? I think that was I think that was kind of the plan was to try to trick the audience, but we know better. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, it was just kind of weird to me. Because uh, we've never seen this guy before in the entire film. but And then we just go back to uh, the good guy hideout. And ever, as everyone is packing for Spain, Brian shows back up. He's greeted by Roman and Tej. We're very happy to see him. Han and Giselle come up. Tej tells Brian that uh, he fills him in on the military base in Spain and mentions that Border Patrol ID'd Shaw and his men crossing through last night. I, I mean, they already know they're there, so I don't know what. Yeah, why didn't Border Patrol stop them? Yeah, right. I guess that's a gr- another good point because it's like they don't – there's no reason why Hobbs' men need – or Hobbs needs Owen to complete his mission. Just detain the motherfucker. There's yeah, only four of them at this point, by yeah. the way. Of course, I guess we don't really know what happened to Klaus, but as, as, as far as we've seen, it's Owen, Jaw, Letty, and uh, – Denlinger. Yeah, that is weird. What the fuck happened? Was Klaus killed in the in the last car chase? I, I don't know. Because I, I mean, that's a good question. He's gone. Maybe, maybe he had like a like a thick neck competition to get to in Germany or <laughs> right. something. He's I don't know. Defending champion. Um, says, largest uh, neck. Largest neck. Fourteen years in a row. Klaus. Yay. <laughs> right. So Han tells uh, Brian that Hobbs has already gone to the base. Brian asked where Dom is, and Giselle points to him over there standing alone, just staring at a car. This was so awkward and weird. Like, right? it was so obvious they were trying to make Dom look so cool, and it just it didn't work. I'm just staring and thinking. Well, it, what about what about her line where she goes, he wasn't going without you? And I was like, why? Why would you? Be? <laughs> look, Brian's on an airplane being flown by, like, these government people. They could have said, Brian, we need to take off. We, they're already eight hours behind. Mm-hmm. And they had to wait for Brian to get there from the United States back to the UK to hop on a plane. He was like, just fucking reroute his guarantee his that flight. Brian was going to make it. Yeah, it's like reroute his fucking flight and get to Owen Shaw. Your job is to stop this guy. And you wait. How long does it fly to the UK from the United States? How long does it take? It's got to be like... 10, 11 hours, something like that, right? Yeah, I want to say like nine hours, something like that. Yeah, so like they, so now they're 17 hours behind. <laughs> that that Owen shot. Shaw has already robbed of the shit and is about to blow up the planet. That's the difference between Owen and Dom. Dom cares about family and he's not leaving without... Well, this, this is where his code is stupid. <laughs> the flaw in his code. There's a flaw in every man's code. That's the point of the film. <laughs> 
It's just finding that weakness. I I have to harp on that shot with Dom in the dark. Like, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if it's it's Batman 1989 or Batman Returns, where there's that shot of like Bruce Wayne like sitting in the dark, and then the uh, the bat signal goes up and he like slowly rises, and it's bat- like yeah, it's Batman Returns. Yeah, it's the most like ridiculous like trying to look cool and, and dark and gothy like thing that that well that's because it's like the light shines directly into his house like 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 no one in gotham can follow the beam and go hey it's hitting wayne manor every time i see that that shot i'm just like what is bruce wayne thinking like what is he like and but you know that that okay so that gets into the real meta thing about about one of my but again it, it it's for anybody who's out there who's a filmmaker one of one of the things that makes a shitty independent film versus an independent film that works is when people try to be too realistic in their depictions of something on camera. It always has to be heightened. If it's not heightened properly, but it, it can't be too heightened or it gets weird. But you have to heighten the 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 goings on in a scene in order to make it cinematic. It doesn't feel right otherwise. Look. And so you you always get those shots like what what's the point of standing and getting those shots of like the belt going and him pulling on the glove and all that weird stuff and then him rising. It's like he's doing that for no one, which just makes him a big drama queen. You know what I mean? Like when you right. really think about the motivations in certain scenes, you're like, who are they doing this for? It's being done for the audience's sake to build a, a feeling. You know what I mean? But so like I, I get what you're saying, but my gripe with this particular scene is we've we've i mean let's be honest like we've seen a lot of of shots of dom looking off into the distance and dom looking cool and you know dom you know contemplating we, we've seen that a lot and up to this point it's like yeah 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 okay i get it like okay sure sure this looks like it belongs in a my chemical romance video like it's so dark and it's not okay. So sorry. It's so melodramatic. It's so ridiculous. Like it just it's Well, Dom's in a rough spot right now. It stands out. Like it stands out in a ridiculous manner just like that. I get what you're saying, Vito. Like and I totally agree. You know, you do have to kind of act it up on camera. But this the scene just bothered me. Like it they well, were trying to it's, make it's, it's it's one of those things where you're like, we get it, Dom. You're fucking sensitive. We get it. Right, right, yeah. Like, why aren't you eating? Like, you know, cut to a shot of him eating ramen, preparing for the trip or something, instead of him standing in a corner. Maybe he's goth and we just didn't know it. He's wearing eyeliner. It totally looks like he's just like, notice me, everybody. Notice me. He's <laughs> in his internal monologue. He's like, why isn't anybody coming over to ask me what's wrong? No I'm one really staring through this window. Am I pulling off I'm... this pose? I'm pulling it off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, because Brian is his best buddy. He approaches him and tells him that he found out what happened to Letty. Brian says it was all his own fault. Dom says whatever Brian found out, that's for him. But what they're about to do is for Letty. It would have been yeah, this, if this I was writing was cheesy. Sorry, go ahead. If if I was writing the parody, not the porn parody, but the parody of this, uh-huh. it would be Brian walking up to Dom while he's in that pose in the dark, 
and Brian, you know, like expositing, like, you know, oh, we found him or blah, 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 you know, whatever. And Dom like starts snoring. <laughs> and that's how he's been asleep for like the past like 45 minutes, just standing up with his arms crossed, looking out in the dark. This is how I, how I sleep. Yep. He hasn't got Hire time me. for sleep. Yeah. Hire me. Well, back at the NATO base, Hobbs is getting a tour from presumably the head officer. Is that, that is that Michael Shannon's dad? Let's say it is. Sure. That guy looked exactly like Michael Shannon. It's the Billy Shannon. The character's name is Rolfs. Another weird ass name. Rolfs. I think I think what they're doing at this point is just randomly typing onto the keyboard <laughs> and going, okay, it's RFLS. Let's do it. R O E L F S. Riffles. Rolfs. I'm not even Rolfs. sure how that's pronounced. But at I least yes. Yeah, it's well out, out there somewhere. There's an Antonio Rolefs who's like, "It's Rolefs, you son of a bitch." <laughs> that I is a very proud team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My family fought in the Spanish Revolution. Well, actually, he has a British accent, so <laughs> don't none, know of this, none of this shit makes sense. Yeah, we gotta roll he with it, guys. Rolls, all kinds of wacky names. He tells Hobbs that they have four teams on Overwatch in snipers position throughout. So they're all preparing for Shaw's attack on this component, which apparently has 23 other possible locations, by the way. They've forgotten about that, I guess. But the paint. The paint. Oh, exactly. They, they narrowed it. Exactly. That's why they got Tej. Riley, See, what, got- if, what if that had just been a decoy? Like they put the paint. He was, he was like, give me that brush. Put a little spot on the floor. That's totally they, decoyed them, and they were still in the UK. That would have made well because, as we'll find out later, they they need the component to be out in the open. See, right, because right. Riley comes up with the soldier we saw being let in earlier, and because she caught him disabling the perimeter security system. Yes, yeah, like so why? Okay, but it, here's here's well. First of all, did we lose Anthony? Are you there, Anthony? I'm here. Oh, okay. It was weird. Your picture <laughs> went static. Okay. Um. So here's something that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So they have just literally established 10 seconds earlier that they've got snipers everywhere, that they're on high alert. How did this guy sneak away and did start disabling a fucking camera with all those people on high alert? He was in, the he was world's in there worst the night before. Fucking... What's that? He was in there the night before. So yeah, I... but I mean, if they're all on high alert and they're all like He suspicious. was there before the high alert. No, but listen, they she just caught him like 10 seconds. But she's like, we just caught this guy disabling the camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying if they're on high, they've been on high alert since since Hobbs and his people got there. It's probably been within the hour. So how did this guy manage to get over and start disabling a camera? Well, because like, my, the story doesn't hold. Because I, no, I think the idea is that he had his credentials and everything squared away. They let him in. So he was considered safe. And like, but, I'm, but I'm here to disable perimeter camera. I'm here to fix. Not until Riley showed up because she knows who he really is. Yeah, and exactly. That's that's just kind of like, if, like if you're if you're a really good cop, you're like, how the fuck did this guy manage to slip away with all of this extra beefed up security? You know what I mean? Like he was dis. It's not like they were like, hey, where are you going? He was like, he hey, I'm going to, to you know. disable the security system. He was in the process of it. No, well. But Riley, that's just what Riley said. So she could have found him in the toilet, really, and then just said, okay, now let's go tell yeah. him you're disabling the security. But that's, that's, that's my point is, like, Hobbs should be like, isn't this weird that 
that this guy was able to do this. Why? I don't know. It, to me, it's telling that Riley is is the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they they, they obviously have a, a story that doesn't hold up. It you know didn't I mean? bother me that much, but I see what you're I see where you're coming from. Okay. Um, Hobbs tells Rolfs that his base has been well. See, oh well, but that's only because Riley just told him. But yeah, so they know the base has been compromised, and they need to move the component out, which is the opposite storyline from five where they made Reyes do the same thing. Well, you know, it's interesting because he says, we follow the protocol, we move the component out. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's weird to me, like, again, I, I guess strategically this doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, why would you take something that's in a heavily fortified area that is ready for an attack and be like, we're going to put it on a truck and send it away? Like what? Yeah. What is the point of that? It doesn't make. And they any already sense. stopped the guy from doing the infiltrating that he was trying to do. Right. So the component is now safe. Stay where you are, and wait for them to show up. Right. It's a military base that's waiting for them. All they have to do is fire a couple of rockets at them as they approach, and it's over. You know, anyway, okay. Done with this MacGuffin shit. Anthony's asleep. Guys, I'm I'm gonna be honest here. I still <laughs> don't know what. Shaw is trying to do. I don't know what the component does. Build a, a satellite that will uh, it will drop all military communication for twenty four hours. When did they establish this? We, we uh, about, about twelve this. episodes yeah. ago. <sighs> I know, but but that's what he wants. If they can find this last component, they can build this satellite that will disrupt uh, military communications for a whole country for a whole day. And why do they want to do this? So they can sell it to the highest bidder. Some okay. people want to watch the world burn. All right, I'll write this down. Luther or Vandal Savage or because you know, bad guys, Anthony, Doctor Evil. Yeah, okay. I mean that's. Think about this for a second. Why would Doctor Doom want to destroy the world? There's no one left to worship him. What are you going to do? No, but I mean, you know, that's all bad guys' plans are stupid because it's like once you've destroyed the world, you live on that world. There isn't anything for you to do at that point. They're just fucking bad guys, and there are good guys who have to stop them. It's well, storytelling, think, Anthony. It's a mythology. Yeah, I think it, we're supposed to believe that they're in it for the money. You I'm know, just also really just desperately trying to make these movies make sense and failing miserably. I think we're succeeding swimmingly. Justin Lin's going to hate us. Not at all. We're, we're, vast, we're staunch supporters of these films. Uh, Hobbs also gets some very Tommy Lee Jones dialogue here, I guess, for old time's sake. He says they're going to move their little egg out of the hen house and wait for that fox to arrive. Yikes. Yeah, and you're like, okay, so this guy who grew up a Samoan, who the fuck talks like this in Samoa, you know? Tommy Lee Jones, I guess. Yes, exactly. And uh, Dom's team seems to have been given some sort of government plane to, to f- transport everyone to Spain. And so they're on it. And Tej tells them that Hobbs just caught one of Shaw's men at the NATO base. Brian, he says that something isn't right and that Owen wanted them to find that guy. Owen's doing the detective work in this one. Oh, you mean Brian, Brian. Brian, yes, Brian. Yeah, no, dude, this is, this actually, so then it harkens all the way back 
you you have to look at how brilliant you know Shaw is in this aspect. It's like you're building the paint on the ground. There. Like your beard is so loud, it's hilarious. I'm sorry. Can you hear it? Is it? Yeah. I'm no, so sorry. No, I can sorry. hear what you're saying. I can hear you're saying. It just makes me laugh. It comes like, in and out. Okay. Yeah, like, sorry, folks at home. I'm sorry, Vito. Please continue. No, it's just it's weird because you realize that all the way back to finding the paint in that in that room, Owen has already you know figured out a way to. Be 10, ten steps, steps ahead. ahead, everybody. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, thanks mostly to, to Riley. So Brian tells him that Braga said the only way you get near Shaw is if he wants you to. And so they all look at each other and they deduce that Owen will be hitting the convoy, transporting the component, not the base itself. And they also deduce that they all want to find Shaw. Yes, they're all on the same page. That's that's their objective. Well, you know, okay, okay, so again, to, to get as nitpicky as humanly possible with this, my question was, if they realize that he's going to hit the convoy, why don't they just tell, you know, Hobbs, hey, he's planning on hitting the convoy, and then they could pull like a road warrior where they said, because they send this thing out in a fucking truck that looks like it's got a component hidden in it. Why not send a decoy that looks official have that go out and then fucking have a, a dude in a Honda Civic drive off with the component somewhere. Because then you don't get a cool action scene. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, logic aside. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're whisked away to gorgeous Lusitania, Spain, where this government convoy is very obviously transporting a component. I wasn't even sure what to call them. <laughs> it's not a semi truck. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's not a SUV. It's like, it's like a. It looks like something at a Moonraker. You yeah. Know? I mean, it looks like like a futuristic space or space truck or something. It reminded me of the trailers from uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Sure. Yep. That's true. There are Velociraptors in there, boys. Be careful. Tough trucks, and uh, yes. old men ride up in jeeps, and they immediately take out the guards watching the rear of the convoy. So Owen, Jaw, and Letty all climb on top of the vehicle containing the satellite component. So they've made it onto the truck here. Rolfs reports to Hobbs that the convoy is under attack. So Hobbs orders a chopper. Why? Uh, it's for, the, for the screenplay. By the way, too, did you guys notice it's, it's an incredibly beautiful shot? I was thinking to myself as I was watching how shitty it'd be to be pulling convoy duty. They they literally get rammed from the back and riddled with bullets in like a five second span. Yeah. They had no idea what was going on. It they were just like, "What's happening?" For and then time. um, there but there's this beautiful shot of the truck, like the way that the sequence is edited. Watch for those of you at home who are watching this, like like watch how beautifully edited and shot the sequence is. You see the car is a you know they get rammed, then they kill the guys that are in it. That car veers away, it cuts to a reverse of the car spinning out. And then there's this beautiful long shot from a helicopter of the car shooting over the cliff. And it goes out of frame. And most filmmakers would have cut to the car hitting and exploding. But the camera just, it just goes, and it just flies out of frame. And the camera flies over that and, and catches up. It's really a great shot. It was, it was pretty stunning. I, I was like, I liked that they didn't go with the stereotypical, you know, exploding truck there you know what i mean it's it's a really neat little sequence it's shot very much like a mad max movie it reminds mm-hmm. me of the uh the hijack sequences in the first one yep, yep for yep. sure very much so 
And uh, from an overpass nearby, Tej, Han, and Giselle are watching the hijacking. Tej radios in and tells the others to hurry up. He tells Dom that Letty is with him, and Dom says they're sticking with the plan. Always nice to hear Dom talk about his plan. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is this time. I would love to see Dom plan a wedding. That's one of the spinoff films is Dom becoming a wedding planner. And they're all like, the cake just exploded. It's all part of the plan. You know, at the end of the movie, everything works out just fine, even though, you know, the groom is dead. Um, the best man, you know, gets his legs cut off. Like, everything is completely nuts. And at the end, it's a happy wedding. He's like, exactly the way I planned it. And they're like, thanks, Dom. Sponsored by Nas. That's right. Yeah, one guy's missing all his teeth. He's like, thanks, Dom. This um, is the best wedding ever, you guys. <laughs> another, a fourth of Shaw's men. Denlinger, I had to look him up because I don't think he's actually been named out loud. He shoots some kind of James Bond type weapon that basically creates a taut cable across the road. And it made me think that maybe this was what Farouz was testing earlier. So you refuse to call Giselle by her name. Because she's a main For- character. Okay. All right. That's my argument. Okay. I, I, I have to I have to side with Anthony on this one just to give you shit. Well, I didn't want to say the other black guy. So I looked up Denver. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> Moving on. So they, he shoots this tool, and it takes out the lead car as well as the semi-truck-type vehicle, which also contains a tank, apparently. And the tank comes ripping through the front of the vehicle because of inertia and out onto the road on the front. It's pretty cool. They got a tank. We have a Hulk. Yeah. And Owen, Jaw, and Letty are all in the tank. So they've all... I, I, I couldn't tell. Is the tank the component? I guess we'll find out later. Who knows? Who knows? So they're, they're chasing the tank. Tanks don't go too fast. Like, they're, they're not meant for speed. They, sh- they would be able, especially in those, you know souped up cars they would be able to catch up to the tank fairly quickly and they have a helicopter like but they're going in the opposite direction uh, so have you ever have you ever tried to get off of a highway in spain it's nearly impossible that's true i'm just saying they're like there are no off ramps for seven miles (laughs) i'm just saying a tank is not like a an ideal uh vehicle to make an escape that's true by the way, too, did anybody notice that Han and Giselle are riding like fucking maniacs without helmets? Yes. Sending a, sending a very bad message to the children watching this movie. Well, in fact, apparently Denlinger can spot Han and Giselle on bikes driving the opposite direction because he notices them and radios to Owen that Toretto's coming. Maybe that's, maybe that's why they hired this guy because he has really good eyesight. He eats a lot of carrots. Yeah, exactly. He, um, that guy, by the way, at first, this, this is, this has the potential to sound really bad. And I don't mean it to, because I'm watching it on a tiny screen on my, on my iPhone, but you know, his line ring where he's like, we got company guys, Toretto's coming at you. I thought it was uh Jaimon Hansu for a second. I was like, what the fuck is he slumming in this movie for? But then it wasn't Jaimon Hansu, but he sounds exactly like him. I had to go back and look at his face. Cause I wasn't paying attention. I was like, Oh, it's not. It's interesting. Yeah. That guy's got really good presence, by the way. His uh, they they did a really good job casting the the ancillary characters in this movie. They all feel like real people. 
This mm-hmm. dude's in there for 10 seconds. He feels like a real dude already. It's amazing. Yeah, he popped up earlier, but he hadn't been prominently featured. But yeah, all of all of Owen's crew is, is set up pretty great. Um, Owen says that he wants the weapons hot for, for Toretto, and, and Letty looks concerned about this, but she's, she does what she's told and punches some colorful buttons. Well, you know, it, it, does she not understand that she's working for bad guys? Like, of course they're going to try to kill the fucking opposing team. I know. Like, what, is, what does she expect? He even asked her, hey, when I, when I ask you to kill Dom, you better be ready. And then yet he's like, arm the tank. And she's like, what? And she looks all confused. Surprised. Yeah. yeah. But that's true. I mean, like, on the one hand, you can think like, oh, it's slowly dawning on her. But what has she thought for the past year and a half? Or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. It was okay to kill all those other people, but this guy had my necklace. That's right. He knows stuff about me. Yeah. Uh, Giselle reaches Denlinger's Jeep and she jumps onto the side. He's about to use a, another vehicle in a different lane to kind of take her out, but Han jumps into the van and steers it out of the way just in time. Dude, that was this, fucking great. This is the first really super cool Han moment, I thought. Yeah, it was. it was pretty awesome. Uh, you know what's great too is is how they work together to take the guy out, and then there's oh. that great moment where they look at each other, and the camera slowly pushes on pushes in on each of them. And I was like, dude, I want to find a girl who looks at me the way Giselle looks at Han. All in love and shit. Yeah, yeah. there it's like there a, was good chemistry with that look. Like, yeah, yeah, you could. The, the the setup, but you know, from the last couple of movies when they first met, how they would like longingly, longingly glance at each other, then how they got together, and now how they're like working together, and they're and they're it's it's just a really cool dynamic between those two. I would love to see a spinoff movie that takes place in between the earlier films, you know, that that just shows some of the adventures they went on in mm. between the main adventures. I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be. be a real sexy kind of like fun, you know, adventure uh, movie. I think that could that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. And apparently when uh, five and six were originally going to be, well, I guess six was originally going to be two separate movies, the fast and the furious. Uh, this takes tank sequence was going to be the end of the fast. So this was going to originally be the, the midpoint. Um just kind of interesting to note. Yeah, but, that is that's a lot of movie to 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 pack into yeah. one movie or a lot of yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that direction. Me too. Uh, but um, so they're they've taken over Denlinger's Jeep there. Uh, Brian, Dom, and Roman are all in their own vehicles on their way to stop Shaw. Letty spots Dom and his crew somehow, and Owen fires a rocket at him. He misses but kills several civilians in the process. Yeah, this is this is the first time that in a in a Fast and the Furious movie we've seen innocent civilians literally oh. getting blown up. Well, mm. blow up. Yeah, okay. We've seen them crash and die. Yeah, yeah that's true. Thanks to Braga. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's true. Did you guys notice too that Brian once again uh, for the third time in the series has to go under or dodge a car flipping over him? I did. I yeah, so it's one of it's one of his signature moves, I guess. Even though it's horrible because the other person is probably always dead, he's always like, "Whoa!" and keeps going. Hey, is that Brian O'Connor? Yeah, <laughs> let's flip over, dude. 
So they see the tank pass by in the other lane. They're still shocked that there's a tank involved. Roman says they need a plan B. Tej says they need a plan C, D, and E, and perhaps even additional alphabets. I love that line. I thought it was improvised. It probably was, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, because they are no clue how to handle this. And uh, Brian says, we do what we do best. We improvise. And and I don't see what a short-form Herald is going to do to accomplish anything, but... It's going to give us some really great characters and a through line that's really going to wow the audience. That's a, that's a maybe too specific of a Hollywood joke. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to improvise. It's uh, we're, we're catering to the IO crowd right now. Yeah. Or the, the, uh, the, the UCB yeah, crowd. <laughs> the five of the five of them listening to the show. I know. Give a shit. Want to talk about more cars. Well, that was a good ending for the 15 right there because it sets up like, how the fuck are they going to figure this out? It's a total cliffhanger, which is really cool. I love how the 15-minute format really does end at weird little cliffhanger moments You know, where you're like eager to see what happens next week. Mm-hmm. I feel like that hasn't been the case for the past like two movies, but this one kind of brought it back. Yeah, this, this ending did. But, but yeah, it was much easier to do that when the movies were kind of an hour 45 now that they're past two hours, I spent like last week, it ended at kind of an awkward moment, but this one was, it was a good spot to end for sure. Yeah, that's pretty great. I, I, I really liked the sequence despite my, you know, nitpickiness of it. Um, I thought it was pretty thrilling in most of the parts and mm-hmm. I really loved the confrontation between Dom and Owen. You know, I thought that really set something up. It makes you really wonder what Dom is going to do to outsmart this guy when he's always five steps ahead I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, and, and as good as five, the ending of five is, everything just kind of falls into place. It's like, you know, Dom is always like, ah, I've expected that, you know, thought of this. And now that they're in this position where they kind of don't have that control, you're kind of, yeah, you're interested to see how Dom's going to figure this one out. Or is he going to figure it out, Anthony? Exactly. This might be yes, the end. Is. It's in his contract. What That's if it, true. It turns out that Furious Seven is actually uh, a complete reboot of their entire like universe, so nothing counts. It's like it's like Thanos snapping his fingers in Seven. Changes you're, might be, you're, might be. You're pulling my leg. That would <laughs> yeah, be that amazing. That that would be great. Like, yeah, that would be unexpected. I like the unexpected. I I agree. You got my hopes up. Well, we've got, before we get there, we have, uh, well, a lot to get through. So we'll just have to see how six ends and, and where we go from there. So up next yeah, I is think, uh, I think we have Tokyo another Drift, three right? or four hours. Of the six alone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. This is a really long movie. We have another three or four hours, Anthony. But but we're doing Tokyo Drift next, right? Yes, that's right. correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is exciting in itself. Well, I'm yeah. eager to see since we're watching them in sequence yet out of sequence, depending on who you talk to, what your reaction, Anthony, is going to be to Tokyo Drift because it's much smaller in scale than yeah, I like the last smaller in scale movies. stuff. That's right. You guys working on, on anything you want to mention or uh, any cool news? Working on getting the hell out of Bakersfield. That's right. Straight out of Bakersfield. Failing miserably. 
so we can record in person again and, and all sound the same. Have and some guests. Yeah. I know our, our fan base is dying for our guests. I thought you were going to say our fan base is dying. I was like, what? What (laughs) happened? What did we do? Nothing. I think think they're, if anything, excited for for more and to hear how uh, Fast and Furious 6 wraps up. Yeah. (laughs) We got like 45 minutes left. I wasn't I wasn't joking when I said we have, you know, like another three hours. It was kind of an exaggeration, but well, another, there's a lot yeah, left. That's true, like another three episodes. So yeah. technically three or four. Uh, I, suck. I don't we'll know get there. cars. No, Anthony, there's some cool shit coming up, man. I think I think when this one's over that you're gonna look back and go, Wow, I, I think this is one of my favorites. I'm liking it a lot better than the last one. I'm glad. I'm glad to see that. There's a lot of emotional payoff in this one. That's all I'm going to say. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, guys, I think we'll go on and, and call it there. And Sounds say, good to me. That is our 15. And I want to thank everyone for, for checking in with us and listening and uh, all that good stuff. I'll just say uh, our Twitter, as usual, is so fast podcast. Instagram is so fast, so furious. You're always welcome to email us at so fast, so furious podcast at gmail.com. Did I miss anything, Vito? No, I think uh, I think that's a, our Instagram. Uh, we hit the ten thousand. Did you mention yeah. that last week? I did. Now I we can't are remember. Going. Dude, that's amazing. That shit is blowing up, steadily growing. So keep uh, spreading the word. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we're we're really happy with uh, the way things are turning out. We're working on some possible live events. I don't want to spoil too much right now, but. Uh, so you uh, may be able to come out and see us at a local con soon. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. But uh, either way, oh, Anthony, do you have anything? No. Okay, just checking. So be sure to uh, check us out next week. We'll, we'll uh, be back with the, the more Fast and Furious 6. Bye.